guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode 105 of the Kitchen Stitches podcast. Today is April 13th, 2019. I am Summer. You can find me on Ravelry and Instagram as Summer Yarns, which is S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S. And I am Katie, K-D-B, K-A-Y-T-E-E-V-E on Ravelry and K-D-B with a K-T on the end at Instagram. And so for those of you who have been listening for a while, we are, we've got a new sound, sound equipment. I've got a microphone. So hopefully if you have been having issues with hearing us, this will be better. I would love it if you would let us know in the Ravelry forum. If, if this makes a difference to Nia, I am talking to you specifically <laughs> and anybody else who wants to chime in. But, um, I know that there's someone else who has commented before. And if you're still listening, if you didn't give up on us, please let us know, uh, how the sound quality is. My husband and I played around testing the microphone a couple of nights ago and it really did seem to make a difference. So hopefully this will be a better, a better situation. It is raining out at the moment. We're sitting really close to the window so you might hear yeah I'm, I'm guessing you amb- ambient noise might be picked up a little bit more so than in the past too so if you hear things I'll try not to like tap and, <laughs> and that kind of thing but um we're really sorry that it's been gosh it's been two and a half months since we recorded it's just been it's been a really crazy crazy spring I want go into too many details but we've had lots of upheaval at work uh (laughs) since actually just about three or four days after we recorded the last time katie's and my life got kind of got turned upside down at work everything is fine we both still have jobs and all of that is just it's been stressful and a lot of adjustments so we apologize um katie is in school so it i can't guarantee as still a completely regular schedule for right now, but we will do the best that we can and we hope that y'all will stick with us. So being that it has been two and a half months, I'm really conscientious of the fact that I talk a lot. <laughs> like Katie pointed that out recently. I um, made it that way. No, I know. Uh, um, we probably have a lot to talk about. You also I also knit more than I do too right now, so this is so true. you do have more to talk about. I have lots to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um we've got I I know I have lots of finished objects, not necessarily lots of knitting finished objects, but I've got a lot of between knitting and spinning, I've got a lot and I've got a lot of works in progress and we've been to some events, so we've got a full schedule for you today. So with that said, Let's start with finished objects, and I'm going to let Katie start this time. Okay, so, um, they're all upstairs somewhere because I had to clean, like, two weeks ago, and so I just threw everything upstairs, and I didn't know where it was when I looked for a little bit ago, so I will just talk about it. (laughs) Um, I did finish a third version of the hat by the Plucky Knitter. It's just a recipe using um, two fingering or light fingering um, strands of yarn held together. Uh, It's a free pattern. Uh, For this one I used, oh my notes are wrong, I used um, Sophisticate, which is a mohair, 
and silk blend fingering and a um, and I did use Halo which is the cashmere goat and elixir those are both really um, pretty dark shades of purple and then I finished that I finally finished the Beast of the Meld Shawl uh, which is a long skinny but not very deep shawl using it's a marled holding two um, strands of fingering together I used Plucky Knitter Oxford which is more of a worsted um, a woolen spun it should soften up quite a bit when I block it using five colors of that it's super heavy it'll be nice when my the AC in my office actually gets fixed and then I finished um, a Tamatic hat by Shannon Cook um, you can it's knit in bulky weight it has slip stitches you can do it in one color or two uh, I had some yarn wound up that so I used just used one color um, I used Plucky Knitter Bulky and Bark Cloth, which is kind of um, a dark sea foamy green. Um, and that's upstairs somewhere. I threw it upstairs and I can't find it. So, And it's not like I need a bulky hat right now. Anyway. No. Yeah, we've entered that time of year <laughs> where our knits are going away. But that was a really fast pattern. So if you <laughs> have some bulky yarn or two colors of bulky yarn or some scraps, that would be a good... It's a really quick pattern because you do a lot of slip stitches because you're carrying one of the strands on the outside. Mm -hmm. So you do a couple rows of that. Um, so it knit up, and plus it's bulky, so it knit up really quick, mm -hmm. like two or three days. That's, I think, all I have for finished objects. Okay. So I have with me three knitted objects, and I have one that I've given away already. But the first, and this has this hasn't been blocked um, and we haven't really had a good day on a weekend to block things. Mm -hmm. So this is the Sockhead Cowl by Kelly McClure. It's a free pattern. I used Vice Yarn Paradigm Shift. I understand that she is no longer dying. So unfortunately this is, well, you might still be able to find some in D-Stash. But it's a really interesting yarn. Um, we talked about this a little bit with our friend Heidi. And we were about, you know, how this might have been dyed up and when I think it probably was is like a variegated that was then like has some like dark speckles dyed over it like over dyed but it's a really interesting effect it reminds me kind of of like stonewashed jeans a little bit or oh. acid wash uh it's a really pretty like, turquoise and purple with lots of white spots in it as well and some darker I don't know if it's black or just really dark blue but it's really pretty uh, the pattern, if you've ever done the sockhead hat, it's basically the same thing. You do four inches of two-by-two two ribbing and then a big swatch of stockinette. And then for the cowl, you do another four inches of um, of ribbing at the end. And I didn't use the whole skein because I wanted to have some left over for blanket squares and that type of stuff. And it's plenty big. Um, I, can't, I took out the progress keeper, but I can see where it was. So... Uh, <laughs> This is apparent. I was about an inch above the ribbing the last time we recorded, and I've done the whole rest of the stockinette section another four, other four inches. So that's really pretty. I'm, and I, it's a little 
not scratchy exactly, but it, I think it'll soften up once it is soaked. Yeah. And then I finished my Yowza Weigh It Shawls. This is the Yowza 4, which has um, like this ribbed edging. No, it has a garter edging. I, want, I keep thinking it's ribbed. Um, this is one of those, you weigh the yarn and you're supposed to start the edging at a certain amount. And because it, I use hand spun for this, so there wasn't a very, like, I didn't know exactly how much I had compared to like a ball of Gyalza. So I ended up with actually quite a bit of yarn left over, but it is, yeah, because you, yeah, because you want enough for the edging. Yeah, but it is, it's super long. My yeah. My wingspans should be 60 inches, and it's a good foot longer than that. So it's kind of a, it's like a narrow asymmetrical triangle with this garter, um, yeah, that's right, garter stitch edging. The yarn I used was, it was hand spun, like I said, uh, was Rock and String Creations, and it was two, uh, two braids applied together. It was, um, my words. <laughs> I've been having trouble with words that stress like language issue, but um, it's better today. What was it? Oh, Mine of the Seven Dwarfs, which was kind of a bunch of um, like jewel tones. I think it has blue, purple, red, green, and yellow. And then the other one was denim, which was a blue that kind of matched the blue in the other one. So I applied them together. So it has the overall effect of a blue shawl with these stripes of colors. And I think it turned out really, really nice. It's it's super squishy. I haven't had a chance to wear it because it's gotten too warm now. But um, I, ha I do have a stitch marker, a progress keeper on this one. So let's see. The last time we recorded, it's hard to tell with this one exactly. I had done, I had done a good bit of it, so I did probably, what would that be, like, probably two inches more of the garter stitch body, and then all of the ribbing, so I'm very pleased with this, I'll be happy to wear it when it gets cold again, put these up properly later, and then I also finished a pair of socks for my daughter, and I have since given them away, That those were... Um, special weather statement. Hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. They were morning coffee socks, which is a pattern by Crazy Sock Lady Designs. And I used Shipwrecked Sheep in the Won't Be Erased colorway, which was a colorway she dyed during, uh, trans I think it was Transgender Awareness Month. And a pro the proceeds from the sales went to a specific organization. And I don't, maybe it was the Trevor Foundation. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm not one. I'm not 100% sure, but they were. They looked like cotton candy. They were the like the blue and pinks and whites that you would think of like with a with cotton candy. And then the last one, my last finished knitted object, is my gnome, and it is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the gnome de plume mystery knit along with Sarah that by Sarah Shira, who was Imagine Landscapes, and. It just turned out so cute. It was really, like, I actually kept up, I kept up with it completely, except um, the day the last clue came out was when I was traveling, so I finished that up when I got back. But 
I used, um, I don't remember what the yarn is, but it was a rainbow yarn for the body, which is just a stockinette, you know, plain stockinette, and then a yellow for the hat, and I don't, this is either the yellow I used for my husband's socks, the pencil socks, mm -hmm. or some that I had gotten to make some baby booties several years ago, for, actually it was for Robin, and I made oh. these cute little duck oh, yeah. booties and then accidentally snipped the yarn at the very end <laughs> and I was not a good enough knitter at the time to figure out how to fix that. That might be what this is. I, I'm not 100% sure. I think that was a Shibui. I don't remember. And then um, the beard, which is a leaf shape. It's not a mystery anymore. The pattern is out now. It was Madeline Tosh. Yeah, it was Madeline Tosh, but I don't remember the colorway anymore. I don't remember what I used that for either. And then the, it has little braids on it, which were optional. And I actually haven't seen, I don't know that I've seen anybody posting pictures with the braids on it, but I think it's adorable. And then, um, also my, my only thing with this, this is very clearly a girl. I mean, based on the pattern, all of the clues, everything she talked about, she called her Natalie, G-N-A-T-A-L-I-E. But I don't understand why Natalie has a beard. <laughs> I don't know why she has a beard. It's cute. But not that a woman couldn't have a beard. Right. <laughs> but it just... It, I, that's why I put the braids. Because she's the braids. Okay, so those are all of my knitted objects. Oh, she's just adorable. She's also big. This thing's almost probably about a foot tall. Maybe ten inches. It's much bigger than I thought it would be. Um... Okay, now I have a lot of hand spun. So I'll just grab. So the first of these, this was a hob made with hobbledehoy batlings. I only had one bag of these, so it was, I think, two ounces. Or right around two ounces. They were called star-crossed, and I don't remember what was in them. It was just a whole bunch of stuff. And this one has pinks and blues. Um, it has, like, you look at it, it's, it's a dark color. Yeah, it's like, kind of navy. Um, and it's really pretty and it's a pretty, it's pretty bulky. I mean, not like super bulky, but I would, that would definitely, that would be a bulky. And then I have this one, which is Wooly Wonka fibers. And it was two braids applied together. It was Harvest Sunset and Winter Wheat. And, uh, the Harvest Sunset was... It's just hard to look at it and tell. Both of them, like, I think think of, like, stucco and adobe, those, like, New Mexican colors, which Willy Wonka is from New Mexico, so that's, I, I mean, with wheat, I don't think that's exactly what she was going for, but that's, maybe it's because it's, I bought it in Taos, is mm -hmm. that, that's what it reminds me of, but it has kind of, like, the pinks that you would think of with adobe or, like, the, the sand with some tans and uh, browns, and it, it turned out really, really nice. Actually, she commented on my Instagram when I posted. It's a big hang. It's it's huge because it was two it was two four ounce braids. So this is this is a lot. It's over five hundred yards. No idea what it would be. Probably like a yalza or something like that. Or or I could hold on to it and maybe I could find something to pair it with for a sweater. But it's nice and it's squishy. It's merino silk. I forgot to say that. And I bought it. Like I said, I bought it. Um, at it was Mooncat Fibers in Taos. 
And then this one actually hasn't been washed yet. Again, same reason the socket cowl hasn't been. I just haven't had the opportunity uh, when I've been home. But this was Into the World. Um, it's Superwash Corydale in the Moxie colorway. And it's also it's kind of the same color family as the last one, except it's got some like kind of maroonish, like dark, real, really dark reddish brown in there. And it also has some greens in there, just really, really light pale green. It's a two-ply. Um, it's also pretty. I, I'm, I'm hoping right now it, it's not squishy, but it will be. And then another big one. This is, this was two bats from Knits Fen Farm. This was, um, actually I got this from Jill Serenity, who is Jill, um, as part of the Get Your Yarn Wishes Granted over the holidays. I had, I had, my wish was for a Knits Fen Farm bat. So she sent me two of these. The colorway was Ballet Practice. And it, they were both Targi Silk and Silk Noil. And it's about 250 yards of pretty bulky. Um, and it's kind of like a dusty purple mm -hmm. overall. It's a little muddy. Like the colors of this, it's a little too muted. Um, so I don't, I don't know what it will become. It was fun to spin. The colors are, it didn't, the colors didn't turn out quite like I would have hoped. But not my favorite, but... I do appreciate, I did appreciate the gift and I appreciate, it was fun to spend. I just, the colors were not, it's, it, they're kind of drab. Yeah. We just mix it with some. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one is really pretty and happy. <laughs> this is, these were more hobbledy-hoy. This was um, two sets of batlings plied together. The first was winged pixies. And the second was kite tails, and I don't remember what they individually looked like. But what we have, one of them was clearly had a lot of turquoise in it, and that is the predominant color for it. But it's got lots of pops of pinks and oranges and white and green, just all kinds of colors. But it is just really, it's very pretty and happy, and it, oh, it does have a little bit of sparkle in it too. So this was organic Polworth bamboo, Tessa silk, and sparkle. And I want to think that the other one, um, Starcrossed, had a really similar fiber content. So that is all of my um, my finished objects. I think. Make sure. Yep, that's it. So let's talk about some works in progress. What are you working on right now? Um. I just not knitting that much, so because I had finished actually finished those two or three things. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I started a boogie woogie wrap, which is a pattern by Plucky Knitter. It's a big, just rectangular wrap, but you kind of it's slightly biased. I actually haven't seen anybody that has knit it yet, like lay it out to oh. see how mm -hmm. skewed it is, but it's like every every six rows you knit two together and make one on the other end. So it's it's not like every, it's not gonna be a severe bias, but it's a little bit of a bias. Mm -hmm. um, and so the first half unit, big wide stripes using two strands together. And then once you kind of reach that halfway point, you knit 
a handful to mirror the other half doing thinner stripes. Um, uses five or six colors. Uh, I've so people are using gradients, but I'm using um, two different shades of blue, two different shades of like pink cranberry and a gray held together with a gray called smudge. So it's like a medium gray that's got some like black specks in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm through the first three colors. I'm in the third color right now. And um, it's stockinette. No, no, it is stockinette. So this is my first real project doing like Purling, lots of purling, yeah. lots of purling. So it's slow. Um, it's not a ton of stitches. It's only like 120 stitches. So mm -hmm. doing the knit row is fine. It's that purl <laughs> coming back, back that's, to the purl. Yeah, I'm you know, and then I'm not picking it up often enough to to build up um, speed. Mm -hmm. And then um, I needed to take something to work to work on, like at break or whatever. So I picked back up my Blackwatch lambing mitts, which I had started over like a year ago. Um, I love this pattern. This is like my favorite fingerless mitt pattern mm -hmm. because it's easy. It's easy to remember. Um, they're cute. <laughs> um, it's a free pattern by Veronica Jobe. She's one of the people behind Yoth Yarns. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, at the top, there's a garter cuff, mm -hmm. but I don't. And she, like, makes it really long so you fold it back, but mm -hmm. I don't like that. So I just knit an inch or two and then mm -hmm. bind it off. But, um, so I'm using Plucky Knitter Sweater in Black Watch, which is, um, if you've ever seen Black Watch tartans or plaids, it's a really dark black or navy blue mm -hmm. with a lighter blue and a dark green. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I wore Black Watch uh, kilt in high school, so... I think I remember these are an ode to, talking about this. to yeah. that. Yeah. So I may give them to my friend Jennifer. Mm -hmm. um, well, and the funny thing is, is so I knit the first one when I was still knitting English. Mm -hmm. So I'm oh. knitting the second one continental, and it's a little, just a, li it's a little looser. <laughs> but it's it's not a huge project, so it's not like knitting like sweater arms or something like right. that. So. um Blocking it should probably be okay, or I'll keep them, and then I'll just make another pair and mm -hmm. send them to Jennifer. Okay. I'm going to start with the most frustrating of my whips first, which is the Knot Garden Shawl by Very Busy Monkey. So this one, this almost got ripped out, and I chose to continue. So first, the first issue with this one is that it became very clear that I was going to run out of yarn. Um, I am using the recommended yarn for the pattern, but I'm sh I didn't swatch. I don't swatch for for shawls usually, mm -hmm. and I know that I'm a loose knitter, so I'm sure I'm sure that that was the issue. Well, I'm so I'm using Shalimar Breathless in the gunmetal colorway, and I looked online and I couldn't find, I found lots of people selling Breathless, but it didn't seem, it, I don't know if the color is discontinued, but nobody seemed to have this colorway. So I actually did find somebody on Ravelry who had it for D-Stash, and after, I, 
she was willing to send it to me and there were some delays but I finally got it and the color I mean not surprisingly because well for one thing there weren't it's not even a dye lot on there I mean I don't so I couldn't have matched dye lots anyway but this one I don't know you can't tell the light's not in, not great in here but you can yeah. you can see it's significantly darker but I had well, already decided yeah this is more solid yeah and I um so I'm I'm gonna stripe it and, and you know it's not that big a deal it, because this one is tonal I think the fact that this one is is darker it won't I mean you can see there's some really dark sections up in here so I, th I think it'll be fine I made the mistake of taking this with me. I went to Minneapolis a few weeks ago and I picked, I grabbed it to take, to work on in the hotel room and I got back and like I was completely off it. So it's got three sections. The left and right sides are stockinette and in the middle is a, like a kind of like a lattice cable-y section. I don't like they're, they're diamond shapes and it's actually, it's not difficult, but I had gotten off somewhere. I think probably I thought I was on one row, oh. and I wasn't. So I ended up backing up. I actually ripped it out to a certain point and managed to pick everything up, and I got back on track, and then net another row. I net one row where I knew I was right, and then the next row I was off again, and so it is in timeout. And I'm on the lifeline. Yeah, that's again. probably a good idea. But I'm at this point, like I because I went through so much to get the extra skein of yarn. I really want to finish it. Right. But I, I was so frustrated that first day that I, I almost ripped it out because it's lace, and I'm like I'm never gonna be able to pick it up. But I was really proud of myself, and I did. I forgot to talk about my progress keepers. On I had, I had gotten some from a doornet on Instagram, not Instagram, Etsy, and I had a cute little sheep one on the other one, but I'm not going to get it out, but this one is a cute little, little cupcake, mm -hmm. it's very cute, but, um, and that was, it came with, um, I got a, a set, so it came with the, with the cupcake and then the little ring markers with beads in a cute little tin, or not tin, a little plastic container, so. That was cute. Okay, so there's that one. I'm going to put this away before I grab the next one. I've got a lot of whips, which is surprising considering how brain dead I've been. That's what's kept me going. That's why garter is my friend. Or something you just pick pick up and put yeah. down yeah. in the round or whatever. For me, I kind of like the um, kind of like having a pattern because mm. I have I makes me think about something else but so this pattern this is the owl in the thicket hat by sarah huntington birch this was a paid pattern and i'm using round table yarns avalon in the colorway of all nights thou bearest the flower and it's kind of a sage no a little kind of like a ferny green and it's a merino silk and it's totally cable-icious and has um it has owl patterns with little beads for the <laughs> eyes and it's really cute it's um it is turning out to be even though i'm using i usually go down two sizes for needle or 
for my needles and I did that for this one but it still seems really big to me so this will probably go to my son's fiance who's has beautiful like natural hair and has a lot of it so I think it will fit her so well, and I asked you like kind of stretch too. Yeah, so yeah. I it's it this will never fit me. I can already I mean like even without the I can put it on me now it's you can just it's yeah. it's very big. But I think it will fit Adrian. And I asked Eli if if he thought that they would like it and he did. So that is the plan. Oh, and then we have some boring socks. <laughs> But this is typically my go-to or like my take-along knitting it's, that lives in my husband's car. But it actually, ha I had I had it in my purse because we went out last night. So I have it. I have one sock finished. Oh, this is uh, this is just, the, it's a vanilla sock. I use often, will use the My Knitted Heart Vanilla Sock by, uh, I closed my note. Sorry, my phone. Um, what's her name? Elizabeth Suarez. And I'm using Regia. It's one of the Arnie and Carlos yarns. Uh, it's color 02464. And it is um, a self-patterning self yarn with kind of a brick red or like terracotta and a whatever that blue. I don't know what you would call that blue. Cornflower blue. Yeah, kind of a corn, like a English. dark dark cornflower maybe yeah. and then some greens and white sections and some tans uh, it's not the most exciting but it's, it was fun and I am just barely past the toe on the second one so this will actually be my take along knitting I'm going to another conference this coming week so this will be perfect because I'm nowhere near a heel on that one. Oh, I forgot a sock oh well um I'm also, I'm knitting, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> throwing knitting at Katie. Um, I'm actually knitting another sock using the same pattern. Those are at work, so I don't have them to show, but I'm using mustache yarn in the Cassiopeia colorway, which was the colorway that came with the Space Camp kit. Uh, so it's really, pre it's uh, predominantly like a navy blue with sparkles with pinks and greens and yellows and turquoise blue stripes and if you're familiar with mustache it's like it's not there's not, not like a, yeah they're not even stripes like there's one there are like kind of pinstripes of the main colors and then there I've only gotten to one of these so far so I don't know how regularly this is spaced but there's a, a nice wide <clears throat> stripe section that has all of the colors in it so I'm, those are fun and those will be for my husband Okay. And then while I'm thinking about it, the other one that I don't have with me I, is another pair of socks. Uh, they're just vanilla socks that I kind of made up the pattern for. Just They are kind of based on the My Knitted Heart vanilla socks, except instead of having a two-by-two two little rib section, I did a one-by-one. One. Um, I'm using Bluffs by Unwind Yarn Company. And those I am almost done with. I took them with me when I went to Minneapolis, and I am like, I think I'm maybe 12, cent 12 rows away from the toe on that so maybe I'll take those with me too and finish them up and then only two more <laughs> this one is the equatorial cowl by um 
no, Equatorial Nights cowl by Audrey Nicklin. She is the designer of the big um, shawl, what's it called? The Sol Solisterium. Yeah. It's the big, uh, like, pie, not pie shawl, but a big circular shawl that has the constellations for the northern hemisphere. And there's also another one that does it that's for the southern southern hemisphere. I think that one's called the Southern Skies Shawl or something like that. But this one is a beaded shawl. Um, I, this was my first time beading, and it's so much fun. Um, it's so easy. I was, I'm shocked by how easy it was. It's a so, if I have to pay attention. Well, yeah, and yeah, you definitely. That's, that's, nope. Yeah, I'm using, um, this is just garter stitch in the round, so the only thing I have to think about is where to place the beads, uh -huh. and I'm using um, I'm using Knit Companion for that, so it's just like I can like I move up a row and then move the little there's a like a, a vertical marker. Then I'll move it to the next one and then note what number it is. And it's just so I mean it's counting, but it's not it's like it it's not really reading. I and mean, you're not really reading a chart. You're just as long as you can So count. you're just randomly putting them wherever? There, well, no, there is, I mean, specifically... You're supposed to put them certain places? Yes, yeah, <laughs> so you would have to pay attention to that. Yeah, no. But it's, it is, they are the constellations along the equator. And it's going to be really cool. It's hard, I can't wait till it's off the needles and I can, like, spread it out and really see them. But this has been a lot of fun. And I'm using the um, super floss method for beading, if anybody cares. And I actually, I was doing this differently, trying to make sure that I don't do something that ends up with beads everywhere. But So what I was doing, so Superfloss is a product by Oral-B that's this, it's usually used for like braces and, and stuff like that. Um, it's like a piece of floss and then there's this one section of it that is like this squishy, thicker section that is will hold the beads in place. So... I don't have one up here. I can't do it right now. But so I, what I will do is move all of the ones for that round up okay. onto this section. But I, what I was doing is when I got to each round, I would thread the, or, or I would load the beads onto it. And then I was listening to Knit More Girls last week, and they were talking about using it. And what they do is they put one bead at the end and tie a knot in it so that the bees won't fly off and then just string a whole bunch on there. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did this morning. But um, it's, if you've never tried beading and you're interested and it's been intimidating, I say give it a shot. I just found a YouTube video that showed me how to do that and it's been, it's really, really easy. And it's going to be so pretty when it's done. No idea where I'll wear anything like that, but I don't care. It's just a piece of art, right? All right. And then one more. This is a Newcastle one, actually. This was from um, I, yarn I got this past week at DFW Fiber Fest. This bag is the one that I impulse bought as I was walking to your oh, okay. office one day. I can't open it. It is by, it, yeah. yeah. It's by, I don't know how you say it, Tanny Tanay Casey, T-A-N-N-E-I-C-A-S-E-Y. Uh, Susan B. Anderson actually mentioned it on her Instagram, how much she loved it. And then I followed her and I started seeing, like, she was, had an update and I was seeing them and I was avoiding them. And then she had this bag with these beautiful cats. 
So it's a navy bag with these cute cats and flowers and I guess those are butterflies or birds so or something. So is that painted on or is that printed on the fabric? I think it's printed. It doesn't feel, yeah, it's, it's, this is printed. But it's got, it's the waxed, the, like the waxed canvas. So it's very sturdy. It's got rope um, handles, a really nice pocket on the inside. It's really well made. This is the first time I've used it. So it's still pretty stiff. Yeah. But this is the Depth Cowl, which is a pattern by Talitha or Talitha um, Kuomi. And if you watch Knit Girls, they, there was a, I forgot what they called it, but there was like a yarn off or something like that. I don't remember they called it where there was a colorway for the Knit Girls and a color colorway for the Knit More Girls and then for another podcast that I can't remember right now. So they had different colorways and people knit them up. Um, and I've been intrigued by it. Actually, I've been intrigued by it since I saw, it was Amanda of the We Are Yarns podcast. She's not podcasting anymore, but... Um, she was doing one in a colorway called Apple Cider, I think is what it was. And I really liked that. But um, they were at DFW Fiber Fest, and they had just tons of colorways. And I've, like I said, I've been fascinated with it. So I bought, it's a Sprout DK in the um, Dirty Seahorse colorway, which is a teal and the, like a solid teal section and then this speckled section with browns and teals and white or off-white and so the way this one works it's all dependent on gauge and so it's intentional pooling so you theoretically end up with wide sections of the solid with wide sections of the um the speckled that are not they're not like like a perfectly stacked but you get kind of like this zigzag effect um i started it i don't know a couple of nights i guess i think maybe it was monday yeah started it monday night and tried with bunches of different needles and was and like ripped back probably four times <clears throat> and then finally decided I like I was saying a minute ago I usually go down two needle sizes and I think the recommended needle was five and I went down to a three and it was really dense and then finally I decided to go up like I think I could try the six or I went to a five and then a six and then a seven and or I went to a six and it started to seem to work out, and I decided to go up to a seven. Seven seems to be the magic number, surprisingly. And I am getting intentional pooling. It's You can tell there are sections where my gauge was off and it started drifting. But I found a project in Ravelry where she said, you know, not, not to try to adjust with your gauge, to adjust with needles. Now I'm adjusting with gauge, and it seems to be working. But basically, the magic magic phrase was if it starts to shift to the left you need to go down a needle size if it's shifting to the right no if you want it to move to the left you go down if you want it to move to the right you need to go up and I figured like I I seem to have the the right tension like I can I know what I need to do now to make it come back a little bit and I know what I need to do to make it go back the other way and I think like this first little bit is going to be a little messy but I think as I keep going it's going to it's going to even out, but it's fun. And it's actually really quite addictive because it's just stockinette. You're just paying attention right. to the, you know, to where the, the 
the solid is moving. But that's a lot of fun. Okay. That's it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, what? I lied. <laughs> I do have spinning on the needle. I mean, on the wheel, but I, of course, I don't have that with me. I'm spinning currently Panorama Fiber Colworth Silk in the Blue Bonnet colorway. And if you follow me on Instagram, you can see a post of it. If you've ever seen a field of Texas Blue Bonnets, this colorway nails it perfectly kind of like the yarn that I bought but it's in the fiber format it's just the perfect blues and the perfect greens it's, and I am absolutely loving spinning it okay planning to cast on anything nope maybe a half no. but other than that yeah I don't well I do have plans I don't know when I'm going to cast it on but I have intention I bought yarn to cast on the Riley Rose Cowl by Jennifer Lassonde. And I'll talk about that more when we talk about acquisitions. Which is now. Do you want to talk about what you've gotten? Sure. So, um, let's see. So we've went to Knitting in the Hills and DFW. So this is a combination of both of those. Um, plus some gift yarn. So, um, Summer went to Minnesota, to Minneapolis, and that's where Stephen B. has his shop, and I'm sure you'll talk about yep. that in your, in your part. Um, but she brought me back a skein of House of Alamode in their brain, House DK in a color called Primary Power. So it's a nice charcoal gray. Um, with speckle overlay in primary colors of like a brick red, a gold, uh, blue. There's some green in there, and there's yeah. some maybe some purple, depending how it. <laughs> so it's very pretty. It's very appreciative because that's not something that we've seen down here at all. No. So, um, and Katie, like you know, we we're talking about work stuff. Katie had helped me out a lot while I was gone, so I wanted to bring back something. So, my haul from Knitting in the Hills, um, I got two skeins of Suburban Stitcher. Uh, she lives just down the road from us here, um, outside of Houston. Uh, so, I got her Merino DK. Uh, it was 250 yards in um, a color called Happy Accident. So, it's... Like a purple, it's hard to describe the shade of purple with some darker purples <laughs> and uh, gold uh, speckles and some like dark pink speckles. It's really pretty. Um, it's not variegated, but it's more of like a speckle, a muted speckle. I got two skeins of that. One of them is wild. I'll either make hats or maybe make some fingerless mitts or something with that. I'm going to pause for just a sure. second. All right, sorry about that. We had to take a quick phone call break. Um, Katie was talking about suburban citrus yarn. <laughs> yes, so I got two skeins of that. Um, a skein of ritual dyes, which I had actually never heard of them. Uh, they're Priestess Base, which is a DK4 ply, uh, super fine merino uh, in alabaster. So it's a cream color with 
um, like black and terracotta smudges. Mm -hmm. I was gonna do like a freer fade with those. Oh yeah, that would work. But I need a third color on one end. Um, and then I got two skeins of La Bien. Ame. Ame. Ame, I think. I mean, I did take French in both high school and <laughs> college, but I'm like, is it Amy? Um, so I got a skein of BFL sock, which is uh, BFL replaced Leicester and nylon. Um, so that's like a very, very light gray with um, like fluorescent yellow. Fluorescent pink, like highlighter pink, I uh, think dark smudges of speckles of purple. And did I say orange? There was some orange in there too. So like if someone took a couple highlighters yeah. and some purple. But it's very, very, not very heavily speckled at all. And then I got another skein that's the Merino DK, 100% uh, super washed Merino in the Dre or Drea colorway. I'm not sure how you say that. Um, again, that same very light gray, but um, speckles of like green, blue, blue, green, some like rust color and some gold. So again, it's not very heavily speckled. So that'd make a really pretty hat or Bigger mm -hmm. than mitts or something. Although at that price, I don't know that I would. I would probably make a hat with it. <laughs> oh, so I got those. Those are from Hill Country Weavers um, at the retreat, and then at DFW, I got um, some Lone Star Arts from Amanda. I got um, her show colorway, yeah, this was the show colorway, called Reunion Tower um, on the White Tail DK, which is a superwash merino, it's an 80-10-10, and um, actually I don't know if I've ever seen like an 80-10-10 DK. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mantosh? Yeah, I mean, even... For all the cashmere plucky has, I don't think that stuff has cashmere in it. Um, and then I got another DK base, uh, Mockingbird, which is super wash and purple iris. Oh, I didn't even describe these. So the um, Reunion Tower is like dark purple navy, like that that bridge between a purple navy mm -hmm. and like a dark pink red like a dark cranberry with um like a lighter pinky peach very like variegated and then the purple iris is I'm not sure what color you would call the base but there's big splotches of like that purple blue um it's, it's kind of like a gray with a like a really light wash of blue almost. Well, I'm thinking maybe that it was white and when it... Maybe. Some of the, you know... Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this negatively, like, 
it got dingy. Yeah. You know, like when you accidentally wash blue jeans with a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what it came out like. And But I like it, so mm-hmm. I picked it. And I think they go together again. Like, yeah. <laughs> two colors of a free-year fade. That's, mm-hmm. that's like my go-to with colors now. <laughs> it kind of makes a gradient out of it of some sort. <laughs> okay, and then so... Um, I got to see Miss Babs in person. Um, so they had a ton of yowza. I spent a little bit of time over there when it was empty and picked out a skein of um, yowza, which is super wash, 560 yards, and they usually do tend to be a little on the heavier side, so you're getting a lot of yarn for your money. Um the prices have gone up though, about ten bucks since mm. um, she first came out with them. I got a color called Believable, which is that's really pretty. I don't know. So I don't know what color would you call that. <laughs> so like a yellow brownish green. Yeah. <laughs> um, with. A blues and golds, so that'll probably be a yowza of some sort, a yowza way it shall. Um, so I got that, and then I got two of the gradient sets, which are the yummy to play um, mini skeins. Like yummy toes. Yeah. yeah. So there's six colors in it. So whatever, seven ninety-eight divided by six is. Um, math is hard. I think they're one. They'd just be over a hundred, like one hundred and twenty, yeah. probably, maybe. Yeah, maybe one. They maybe went thirty-three. I remember because okay. I, I bought these two, and then was specifically looking at the yardage on them. So I think that might be. Yeah. So I got two sets. Um, one is Tide Pool, so it's got like two shades of aqua, a darker like. Um, slate blue, a nice limey green, a peach, and a pretty terracotta orange. And then the other set is called End Papers, which has a mm. similar orange color in it, a similar um, aqua color in it. There's kind of like a creamy yellow brown. Kind of khaki-ish. Khaki-ish, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> argument of magenta fuchsia. Whatever you want to color it, raspberry, a nice purple, and then a darker, like, I don't know, on the slate. It's like a dark blue-gray. Dark blue. I like on that first one how it starts with the blue and then there's that pop of blue later on. Yeah. That's really nice. So those would be, they'd all be pretty together, like, with, like, a gray or some other sort of neutral. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't have anything specific for them, but maybe like a striped cowl of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's that. And then the only other thing to talk about is um, I got some what they're called needle wranglers. When I was knitting my the hats that had the cashmere in it. The, if I wasn't careful how I put it in the bag, it would slip off the needle. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people that's paranoid, so I always, you know, squish my yarn yeah. clear out, but it would still slip. 
So I had seen these somewhere. So I got these from the Tapestry Project, um, which is a whole other thing that's kind of interesting to look at too. But they're, I don't know if they're 3D printed or if they're just manufactured. They're these really tight S's that have notches in them that you stick your needles in them. Um, and they were a couple dollars each until I've got one at work that I'm using. But I do have whip minders, but sometimes that's not appropriate for like a hat. That's more it's of just, a... Yeah, it's kind of hard. Like, it's better for if you, like with socks where you have a lot of, a lot of cable. Right. So. Yeah. So that's what I got. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to crack crinkle, but... Um... I was running short on bags. <laughs> I just threw everything in the Stephen B bag. So I will talk about what I got at Knitting in the Hills first, which was not, I really did not get very much. It was did you bring your, the, I brought down my um, swag bag. I didn't bring my swag so we bag can, down. We can so talk, we can about, talk the swag about that. Bag yeah, too, we'll talk about like after acquisitions, we'll talk about the, the retreat just a little bit. We didn't go for the whole thing. Uh, somewhere, sorry, I know. It's probably even more annoying with the better. The I kind of wish I had looked at their stuff. Mm -hmm. Now that oh yeah, I actually really I like this. So so okay, first one I got. I was very restrained. I was very was proud a lot of myself. Stuff in there. there was a lot of stuff, and I really I'm in a place right now where I don't need a lot of yarn. Although you're not going to believe me when I, after <laughs> after I talk, but right. um, I was trying to buy very specific something very specific so one thing I've been trying to think of something that I could make for my dad's wife and she's not I'm not going to say she's not knit worthy because that's not the right that isn't the right word she doesn't like her style like I'm not going to make her a big shawl or something like that that's not her style she's very delicate and she's very fashionable and I just, you know, I don't think she's going to wear something like that. But I was thinking, I could, she, and I don't know if she still goes with my dad, but they used to go to a lot of Ole Miss football games. And, you know, if it gets cool, I could see her wearing, if I made her something very specifically, like very stylish that was in the team colors, then she might actually, that might get somewhere. So what I chose was a navy blue or two navy blue skeins. One is mohair silk. That's the gossamer base. Oh, this is from Chasing Rabbits Fiber. So, um, it's both of these are in the indigo colorway, and they look very different because they're on different bases. But the um, the gossamer is ultra fine kid mohair and silk, and then the other one is a four ply fingering. Uh, 85% superwash merino and 15% nylon and I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet I'm thinking of uh, like a thin cowl or some kind of scarf or something where I'll either hold together the mohair and the um, the fingering or do like a striping where I do like a, a section of the um, the fingering or the section of the lace I haven't, I haven't found a pattern yet that I really want. I kind of have something in mind, but I'm not sure yet. Um, I am a little concerned because the mohair I know can it can be scratchy, and I don't know. But I, so I'm thinking the stripes would be better because it wouldn't be all over. It's not all over. Yeah. Or I could do something like where I don't think I've seen anything like this, but I could do something like where around the neck is the fingering, but like there, like maybe 
like a scarf where the ends are or this or I, I don't know but that was the plan with that and then I've also for the last year we went down to Park Avenue Yarns Suburban Stitcher was having a trunk show and we went down there and one of the things they had there's a, there's a squirrel with like this big like leaflet I mean oh. <laughs> that's the cutest it's all right um, they have Woolfolk. Park Avenue has Woolfolk. And I had wanted to buy some then and I chose not to. And I've actually kind of been thinking about it and playing with the idea for ever since then. So they were, they had Woolfolk at the retreat. So I bought the far, um, base, which is like, uh, what do you call it? Like a cable plied, I think is what they call that or chain. Well, in spinning, those are two, those are different things, but it's that, it kind of looks like a, an I-cord. Right. And I bought, the colorways are 18 and 12, <laughs> which are very descriptive, but the lighter one is kind of a khaki colorway with, in the right light, it kind of has a little bit of a pinkish sheen or like overtones to it. And then the other one, eight, uh, 12, is like a burgundy or maroonish colorway. So these are going to be a two-color something. We got a, um, a pattern in the swag bag that uses, I think it uses this specifically, that I might I might try. Or I might try um, like a two-color brioche or something if I'm brave. That was at Park Avenue. That's what they had. And it was just a really simple, like not even, it was like, you know, just a stripe. I'd wash that years. maroon before you yeah, did anything with it. Probably. Since this does have the little bit of a, it might not be a, mm. but yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. So that is all I got at the Knitting in the Hills retreat. And then, like Katie said, and like I have mentioned, I went to Minneapolis and I went to Stephen B. I didn't think we were going to get to go because the, the conference I was at is very, it's, Everything is crunched together. I mean, from 8.30 to 4, I'm busy. And then we had plans for dinner and that kind of thing. But the last day, I didn't really want to go eat the lunch that they were providing because the day before, it had been gross. <laughs> it was cold. The, food, the lunch was, like, it wasn't, it was not a cold lunch. It was a lunch that was supposed to be warm that was cold. And everybody's was. So I was yeah. not looking forward to it. And then the session I had, like, that were the sessions that were being offered at one o'clock there like I could miss there wasn't anything that I had to do so there was a colleague of ours from a, a neighboring library system was also there and she is also she's a crocheter not a knitter but she had mentioned that she had wanted to go to a yarn store as well so I texted her and asked if she wanted to go with me so we took off and over lunch went and uh went to do some yarn shopping I went to Stephen B which was, I, it was the best decision I've made. It was just so much fun. Um, the store is fabulous. So I watched I Rock Knits podcast this morning. And her most recent one, she, they had the Minneapolis, or I don't know if it was Minneapolis or Minnesota, Yarn Hop. And she videoed in each of the stores that she went to. And so she was videoing in Stephen B. And I was like, oh, I've been there. But um, I didn't know that it was a former firehouse 
Mm. So she was pointing out things like, oh, there's the, you know, that's where the pole was, and this is where the bay was, and right. and I thought that was just really interesting. But anyway, so I did not get a whole lot there. I got the yarn for Katie, and then I got a uh, Wool Buddy Needle Felting Black Cat Kit because it looks like my little black cat. Cool. <laughs> I've never done needle felting, but that was a fun, I don't know, if it was a fun souvenir and something unique. And then the other thing I bought were... Uh, the mini skein set from In the Deep Hue C, and they are in the Harry Potter House Cup colorways. So it has, of you know, a green and black and grayish for Slytherin, uh, like a dark red and gold and white for Gryffindor, and blue and like gray and black for Ravenclaw, and yellow and black for Hufflepuff. I, these are my intention for these is just to go into the blankets that I'm making, but they were fun. There was so much to choose from and so many things. They had a big selection of Miss Babs, but I knew that I was going to DFW, so I waited on that. And then, oh, I don't have it on. Oh, I, I forgot to talk about a work in progress. I'll do that in a minute. But, um, so that's all I got there. And, well, that's not all I got there. I got a, um, a Lolo cuticle stick and a, um, enamel pen that was in the shape of a Poly Studios mug that says, um, F off, I'm knitting, except it doesn't say F, it says the whole word. <laughs> and then a little Stephen B. wooden stitch marker, which is probably down in here somewhere, because I don't think I've taken it out, but probably, yeah, I don't know, it's in here. That's it. Okay, so then DFW, I was fairly restrained. There are a lot of intentional pur purchases. So I've already talked about the first fiber seed yarn that I got, which was the Sprout DK. And then I, uh, they were having one. If you buy, if you bought one, you get one half off. Or maybe if, it was, if you bought two, you got one half off. I think that's right. Yeah. Like and two. so I ended up buying the two for the. For the cowl and then a third in the sock colorway which this colorway is ranunculus and it is kind of like a really a corally pink in the solid and then the speckled is kind of an off-white with like dark green it's really pretty that one kept catching my eye but I knew I wanted the, the dirty seahorse so when I knew that there was a deal I, I went and grabbed this one um, and then at Lone Star Arts, I bought a skein of her Mockingbird, which is 100% Superwash Merino, in the These Are My Monkeys colorway, which is kind of a, like a, a very, a light tan is the main base with this um, kind of a terracotta-y speckles, like more splotches than speckles, and then like blacks, black speckles. And it's not something... I say it's not typically my colorway, but look next to the ranunculus. Those are pretty similar. That's kind of funny. It's funny how you like you shift. I was surprised at you getting this color because really? that's not. It isn't typically. Yeah, but it's. You're very earth tones. Yeah, I don't know what it is about this one that just really grabbed me. But um, and same with this. Yeah, I don't. It's I mean, this typical. is because you you Cause do the, do the yeah. tans and stuff. Yeah, but. Um, 
And then I had seen on Instagram that Whimsy Stitches was going to ha had a blue bonnet colorway. And I apparently collect blue bonnet colorway things because this is the... It's a Texas This thing. is at least the third <laughs> skein of yarn I have plus the fiber that I'm now spinning. And just like, uh, just like Heather from Panorama nailed the colorways, Rick really nailed the blue bonnet colors in this yarn. So I had to have that. And then last but not least was, um, actually I went with the intention of getting yarn for the Riley Rose cowl or some other three color cowl. And I had intended, well, I was looking just in general, but I was leaning towards Stunning String Studios because they have so many colors and I figured I could match. But I didn't need a full skein for each one. And they're half skeins. There was something that was close to what I was wanting, but it just wasn't quite right. So I left and I was like, okay, well, I'll, I won't do that. I'm going to, I'll use the money I was going to spend there at Miss Babs. So I went to Miss Babs and I didn't really want a Yowza because I didn't want another big shawl and I didn't know what I would use it for, even though the colors are great. Um, so I started looking at their yummy toes, which are their little mini skeins. Well, they're more than mini skeins. These are, now I can tell you, 133 yards. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, what, is it 50, it's not 50 grams, it's only 38 grams, but, um, I'm like doing the math, but I have, I got two each in the colorways to make the cowl. So what I had done was I had taken a picture of the azaleas downtown and used, um, one of the apps that will create a color palette and chosen colors out of that that I wanted to make this cowl, which were like a lighter green, a dark green, and then a bright pink. Again, with the pink. <laughs> but, um, so I ended up buying two Yummy Toes mini skeins each of a light, like a, a pale green with speckles. This is, the colorway is Wand Flower. So it's got, it's very pale green with dark, like splotches of dark green and like a pink. And then two skeins of this one, which is called Calf, C-A-P-H, or Caf. I don't know how you say mm -hmm. that, which is kind of a, it's just a bright, like, not hot pink, but almost hot pink. Like, it's pink like really pink. Yeah, and I mean, if you've seen azaleas, it's the color of an azalea flower. Yeah. And then a darker green in the hops colorway, which is just a, like a leaf green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are going to work really well. Um, so you got two of each of those? I got two of each of those. And so this is what I plan to cast on sometime soon, probably after I get back from the conference. Or maybe I'll wait until after the depth cowl, because that's, I have a feeling that's going to go really quickly. Um, while I'm thinking about it, I did forget to talk about one whip. And the reason I was thinking about it is because this is I'm using this bag for all of my enamel pens. Oh, okay. So um, while I'm talking about that. There's the one, there's the little pen that I got from Stephen B with the mug shape. I got a little enamel, kind of like a My Little Pony type one that was an anti-bully uh, fundraiser that Rick at Whimsy Stitches was doing. If you donated anything, you got, you got the, uh, the pen. And then I bought this llama pen at the Knitting in the Hills retreat. And then we also got an enamel pen in with the goodie bag. But the 
whip that is in here is the, sh the sweater I'm making for my husband. And I'm leaving a skein in the bag. Wait, just a second. <laughs> I'm flinging needles. This is just crazy. Anyway, so I have made quite a bit of progress since the last time we talked on this. This is the Fundamental Men's Top Down Cardigan by Jennifer Hager, I think is her name. And I have finished the body of it and done the ribbing down at the end. I did it a half an inch too short because I can't read a pattern, but I think it will block and be fine. And I am about, I don't know, a third of the way down on one sleeve. And I have, I don't know, right now. Your stitches are living on the edge there. <laughs> they are living on the edge. I was noticing that. <laughs> Actually, it's not so bad. It's just caught on one of them. But um, I need some of your things. <laughs> but uh, I'm making this with Knit Picks Wool of the Andes in the um, I Heather... You got the thing down there on the I sure do. <laughs> it is an icicle or something. Icicle Heather. I was right. <laughs> so, uh, making progress on that. It's probably going to go into hiatus until later because it's too hot to work on a really thick sweater. So, um, that's all about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want me to pause it? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> where are we? That is, um, that's everything I've, that's all the stuff I bought. Do okay. we want to talk about the goodie bag from? We can. I got it down Yeah. Here. So the Knitting in the Hills retreat was the at last, end of February, beginning of March, Katie and I just went down for the, um, for the day, for the day on Saturday. Which we got, you know, a partial goodie bag for that. Got to take a couple of, like, well, we were allowed to take a couple of mini classes. We didn't make it in time for the first one, but we took a, a class. You were in that. Yeah. Yeah, in the um, afternoon. And we took a class with Anna from um, Yarn Carnival. Yeah, thank you. Yarn Carnival on kind of choosing color palettes and that type of stuff. It was really more of a lecture where she talked about how she takes pic you know pictures of colors and what you know apps she uses and that kind of thing. It was informative. And then we kind of hung out in knit for a while. I did forget to talk about my other acquisition, which uh, a friend of ours doesn't have time to spend right now, so she brought me all of her fiber. So I don't be buy I won't be buying fiber for a while because I now have a huge fiber stash. Um, okay. So we got um, like canvas backpacks. Yeah, it's kind of like a tote bag combo backpack by Field and Company, um, in a really nice light gray. Um, the logo on the front. They're nice and deep. I actually used mine as a carry-on bag when I traveled. I got stuff on the table, so I'm trying to so pull all this stuff out. Okay. So 
We got a tape measure that looks like a wooden knob yeah. thing. It's, it's really pretty. The only thing about it is it doesn't, like, if you pull it out, it doesn't stay. Yeah, or oh. it doesn't, it retracts instead of staying oh. put, which is kind of. It doesn't have a click Yeah, it doesn't have anything. Lock. Okay. Um, an enamel pin with, I guess, their logo on it. Um, a pen and a little notebook. A schedule. Market list. Really heavy duty. Um, it's a project bag. The but project it, bag, like what? 10 like, by 8 or something like that? Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, maybe it's a little just a little bit bigger than, than yeah. the size of paper. Um, and there were four or five different styles. This is by Danica Studio. Um, it's the folio style. It's really heavy canvas. Um, I the one I got has a fox and um, a rabbit and a bird and stuff on it. Mine was llama, had a llama on it, and I'm going through a llama phase right now. So I was so I like the price of their treat was worth it for the <laughs> for the llama bag. So it's a really nice heavy duty project bag, or you could store some stuff in it. Um, a little tin that has stitch markers and like tags, so like if you wanted to mark your project or swatches or something like that. And then the other thing was um, a packet full of patterns. Again, words are. So there was um, Shibui knit pattern. There were a couple. There was an Andrea Maori pattern that was exclusive, mm -hmm. I think, to. Yeah. Or it was, was designed for their retreat, but now right. it is out. It's called the Wildwood. Wildwood. Um, So three, what six or seven patterns? There were yeah, there were a lot of patterns. Yeah, there were a lot of patterns. And that one right there is the one that I was thinking about using that the far okay. for the wolf hole. Right, the wolf hole. Yeah. yeah. So that was nice. Um, I don't want to make too much noise. I'm trying to. So that retreat, like we said, we only we only went up for the day for that, but we got to hang out with some friends and just it was a nice nice to get away. It was, you know, after the first month of craziness at work, it was. Well, that nice. was only like a week. Or three, that was, or like it was a week after. It was a week after Fred left. Yeah. So our boss had had retired slash moved on to a new job at a neighboring library, <laughs> and then. Um, then so we went to DFW this past week, which again was just a day trip for us. Um, we got to hang out with some friends again for that. Um, my opinion: this is kind of a long way to go for a few hours of shopping. I think I, if we do it again, I think I'd like to go and maybe take a class or something and make more of a weekend of it rather than just, just drive up for the yeah. day. Yeah. Although there, were, I mean, there were a lot of great vendors, and the main thing I really wanted to see Miss Babs. I'd never seen. I've bought Miss Babs, and I have seen it in person because at uh, uh, Fiber Space when I went there, they had a, a trunk show, I guess. But it, you know, it was exciting to be there, and there'd be a booth and all of that stuff. Right. Uh, but it was a long trip, and then the drive back 
we actually averted the storms. We made a really good decision on our route back and we kind of stayed to the north of of this really nasty line of well, storms. Well, it rained going up there too. Yeah, it rained on the way up there, rained on the way back, but the rain was manageable. It was, if we had gone the way we normal, like the traditional way to go back from Dallas, I mean, from Dallas to Houston is just on Interstate 45. And if we had gone that way, we would have gotten, we would have gone through some really, really just wretched weather. So I'm, we've made a really good decision there. But um, it was fun. I enjoyed have enjoyed all of my purchases. Um, well, with DFW, okay. you get people who don't go to shows all the time. Yeah. So that's or, or this is or, their or, main show for the year, or they're yeah. not coming to Houston, unfortunately, for some reason. So that was nice. I'm just not knitting a lot, so I didn't, I didn't buy a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I do think if we go back, I'd like to go and take a class or yeah. do a two-day thing where you actually yeah. go up and you kind of have some leisure time. It's not half the day driving and hurry up yeah. and shop and then right. turn around and leave the next morning. Right. Um, DFW is typically hard for me to go to anyway because it's the week. It's right around my husband's birthday this year. He was supposed to have plans, so it worked out that we could go. His plans got canceled, so he was actually, I, I abandoned him the, a couple of days after his birthday, but that's okay. He had fun. He went and played karaoke, or sang karaoke with his friends. So, um, Upcoming events, uh, Houston Fiber Fest is at the end of June. I know that I'm planning to go prob almost, probably just this Saturday. Um, I haven't signed up for a class or anything and don't really plan to. I can't go Friday. Right. I have leadership that day, so I would if I go, it only would be probably on Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping. I think uh, I, there are lots of people who are planning to come, or at least have expressed interest in coming down. So I'd like to go. We could try more and do for a socialization. Or again on, yeah. Um, on Friday night or Saturday. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So that is upcoming. Um, reading and watching. I only have two things that I really want to talk about I've read a couple of other things since then but it's been long enough that I don't remember them mm -hmm. but I have two books that I really really liked the first of those was This Is How It Always Is by Laurie Frankel and this is a, it is about a family they have five kids and the young they're all boys but the youngest one um, from a very young age clearly identifies as a female and it's like the family's kind of journey with uh, Claude. He was born Claude and starts going by Poppy at some point. You know, his interactions with school and the effects it has on their family and things like that. And, you know, his, his slash her struggles. And it was just really, really well written and really, really good. I like, I really liked that a lot. And then the other one that I just recently read is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Um, it's, y'all might, might have heard of it. It's a fairly recent book. It, where it was very controversial. Um, Didn't the, the movie came out, right? The movie came out to you relatively recently. I want to watch the movie. But um, it is about, uh, the main character is a girl. Uh, they It's in an unspecified city, but she lives in... Like, uh, I mean, basically, what they, you know, 
she's called she lives in the ghetto or the hood and she she actually goes to a private school but she's at a party and there is a shooting and she leaves with a friend of hers who she's known for her whole life and or like since she was three and they're in a car they're doing not doing anything they get pulled over and the boy gets shot and killed and she he wasn't doing anything and so there is, of course, you know, an investigation into the police officer, and she's a witness. And you know, for a, they try to keep it quiet that she's a witness, but then she decides to speak out, and it's it is a really, really good story. And it's about it is a it's written from the perspective of someone who has lived in that that you know that's what they're from that culture, and it's their experiences or you know the type. What's the word I'm looking for? From that perspective. I, I, I don't know. I'm not doing this justice. But um, it's just a really interesting way to look at it. Like, you know, this kid, you know, they're, they, they're, the media is calling him a gangbanger and a drug dealer. And he was dealing drugs. But then you find out, you know, he's dealing drugs because his mom was a, is a drug addict and got into some trouble. And he needs to make money to get her out of trouble and the, like the whys behind this. And he actually, well, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, right. but I mean, there, there was, it was just really, it was a really different perspective for me as a white woman to read this. And I'm actually reading this. I, uh, Anne of little skein in the big wool is hosting a, a kind of a, I guess you would call it a book club, an anti-racism book club that, is going to be led by two knitters of color. I can't remember their names. I think one is a yarn dyer and one is a children's librarian in California. And this was, so for three months we'll read a book and discuss, and there's like a very small forum where we will discuss it. She uh, is charged, she charged $25 per person and the money goes to, you know, for her time and the, the facilitator's time and all of the stuff. And it's, they're very small groups and she ended up opening three, three sessions of it to fill demand. So I am going to take part in that. I finished the book. We, I think the discussion starts at the end of April, but I am really interested, um, eager to take part in that conversation. But, uh, the book is really good. I highly recommend it. I, if I watch the movie, I will let you know what I think about that too. But, I'm reading, actually, I just started a book today, Silence and Silent in the Grave by Deanna Rayborn. Have you heard of that? It's like a history set in the late 1800s. Yeah. Um, I had started reading Birds of Paradise by Diana Abu Jaber. I think that's how you say it. And I was like, a quarter of the way in and I just, I didn't like the characters. I was kind of, you know, you pick it up and it's like, Oh, I don't know if I want to read this. I'm like, if this is the result, the response I'm having, I don't need to read it. So I moved on to something else. But what are you reading? Um, okay. So I've read more than what I put down, but this is kind Me of too. what I've read yeah. the last what six weeks. Uh, I read a historical romance called How to Forget a Duke by Vivian Lorette. It's a historical romance. Uh, it's a trope of... Um, she's like a matchmaker or something like that. And the Duke comes to... You know, basically his aunt is saying, you need to get married. Um, 
and move on or whatever and so the girl I don't remember her name <laughs> I had to look up the story because I kind of forgot it almost um is one of those like nosy Nelly types investigative so she like wants to know more secrets about him so she goes out to his um like country estate and falls off a cliff and gets amnesia so of course he knows who she is but she doesn't know who he is and you know she she finds out his secret and um and of course they fall in love and stuff like that but so that was cute i actually i don't think i'd read anything by her before um i still am reading janet ivanovich <laughs> i did read look alive 25 i don't know that she wrote that one I really? want to say that someone else wrote that because it was totally different. Hmm. It was not the same cut and paste from the other 24. Mm -hmm. It just flowed differently. No cars blew up, <laughs> which always happens. <laughs> I've only read the first one, but yes, um, I do remember a car blowing up. Yeah, well, that was that was the shtick, is that in every one, okay, at least you. a car you blew up. Now, are you? Um, so somebody else wrote it. it and it just has her name on it. But it was actually better than the, the rest of it <laughs> in a while. Um, and then... Oh, I didn't put the other one on there. Um, there's a... This was an audiobook called Un-F Your Habit. Oh, yeah. Habitat. Yeah. You're Better Than Your Mess. Um, so, just about decluttering and... Stuff like that. It's been a couple weeks since I listened to that one. Um, and then I just finished Outer Order, Inner Calm last night by Gretchen Rubin, which is also mm -hmm. about decluttering. Um, hmm. Once you read two or three decluttering books. They all kind of sound, or, or have or, a similar. Yeah. Um, it is interesting to compare different takes mm -hmm. on them. Kind of like, like the Dana White stuff, the... A slob comes clean or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I like her thought of like the container method of thinking of things that way of you know what can fit in that container and then maybe you don't need you know more underwear than what can mm -hmm. fit in your drawer or socks mm -hmm. or whatever or yarn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like that theory. Um you know, start with the, the visible stuff first, you know, the stuff you can th throw away or put away, you know, those little things really make a difference, especially if you get in the habit of doing that. Um, Outer Order or Calm was kind of along those lines. It was kind of like that and Marie Kondo put together. Oh, so mm -hmm. most of the stuff she put in there wasn't, you know, nothing was a revelation to me. Right. Um, now in the, um, your habitat, um, she did at least talk about like electronic clutter, which is mm -hmm. something that I'm one of those people that I always have to have all my emails read. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. My, my home email I've been keeping uncluttered for the past. No, they're all several months. They, they may also be in the inbox, but, but they're, they're all in their red. Book. Right. Yeah. Um, no work. I'll go through and like mark something unread if I need to come mm -hmm. back to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, but like the visual clutter of like a dust top, like Albert's dust top. <laughs> he broke his dust, like computer dust top mm-hmm. or bees. It's like, how do you find anything? So, um, I found that very interesting. And so every once, I, maybe once or twice a week, if I've got a little bit of time, I go through, okay, how much stuff can I delete? You know? Mm-hmm. So I was going through the other day and like, I don't need all these old Amazon receipts, you know, it's like, that stuff's in my account, yeah. you know, I don't need to know what I bought in t- 2013 or mm-hmm. my Etsy receipts. Um, cause for me, you know, having to wade through all that and that just takes longer for stuff to load. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I think maybe Darcy talked about that book. Yeah. Whenever we were, I, I mean, think she has, a, cause I bought that one and I read yeah, most so of you it. Were, yeah. Yeah, and that was, it was before my kids, so it must have been about a year ago, because it was before my kids moved out, because I was thinking, there's, one of the things about that is, it can be, it's good for people who have a whole home to take care of, but it also is someone, like, if you are living in a small pace inside a bigger space. Right. So I've that really was, thought about giving copies to my kids, That was the I don't nice want to seem passive-aggressive. With, with that particular book was, she really took into account people who had mobility issues Mm -hmm. or health issues or lived in an apartment or a dorm or a house where some of these things are like everyone lives in a mansion. You, you know, you need, you know, there's some things that you don't have much control over. Right. Where that one particular book really did try to be inclusive Mm -hmm. and thoughtful of not everybody is the same. Not everyone has all the same issues or problems or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the other, I'm, for some reason, suddenly getting into audiobooks. I think it's kind of, kind of burned out on podcasts. I'm actually feeling the same way. Um, yeah. It's called You Are a Badass mm-hmm. <laughs> by Jen Sincero. Um, hmm. So, again, it's kind of the, the little woo-woo a little bit. But, again, it's, you know, it's one of the... My theory is if you can pick a couple, one or two things that help you, then that's been a benefit. Mm-hmm. So this one is kind of like, you know, having a positive attitude brings positivity yeah. towards you. Um, and she does talk about different lifestyle things like, you know, being positive about money brings you money, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's not all about money. I mean, that, that's that last part of the book where I'm at right now. But um, I think that's it. All right. I think I, that's it for me, too. So we will, I would say we, May might be an okay month, because well, you'll be done with classes. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not going to summer school, so. Yeah, and I'm not, I I might travel at the end of June, but probably, I mean, actually, that's completely up in the air right now. So, assuming that, the, that things seem to calm down at work. This month has been crazy, because I'm traveling twice, um, and then in between those was playing catch-up, so. I'm hopeful that May will be a lot calmer, and hopefully we will be able to find a time in about a month 
to podcast again. We'll probably, you know, we'll wait until Katie has some knitting to talk about. But, may, you know, and maybe not. Maybe y'all can just listen to me and Katie can chime in. Well, I am knitting a couple yeah. rows of my black wash yeah. bits at, at work. It's a good excuse to get together and talk about our knitting and our books. Who cares if we have a whole lot of knitting content? I'm not one, I mean, in case you haven't noticed after five years, I'm not one of these people who knits and knits and knits just so I can have content to talk about. So... I always have, I have, I'm always knitting, but. You don't feel obligated to have I don't feel obligated. And I don't, I really don't think. If someone is listening and they, all they care about are finished objects, then I, I just, I don't feel like that's why most people are listening. So, I don't, I don't, why, you know, I'm not going to stress myself. There are plenty of things to stress about. My podcast is not going to be one of them. But thank you all for listening. Um, If you want to join join in on conversation, please do stop by the the Ravelry group. It's been, you know, pretty dead for the past little while. It's never been super active, but it's, you know, right now it's so sad. I always get so sad when I look and all of the posts have gone away from them, like the the view. Well, and now Ravelry's broken at work. Oh, yeah, that is, that is actually a real problem. We need to complain about that. Yeah, that something is getting blocked. The site itself is not being blocked, but some thing like the CSS or something is being blocked so we can't you can go in I, I can get to things but I can't it's just not pretty or yeah, easy to and, look at right so uh that actually like I used to like part of my routine routine was to go through and look at the my pattern highlights just every day you know it's something to kind of I think you take a little break and yeah. do that and now I, I can see them but there it's, it's it's just not pleasing so uh anyway Stop by and say hi. Uh, follow somebody. We have another. There's apparently another review on iTunes, but I can't figure out how to see it. I like the way I used to go in and see it. it I can't. I can see that there are 14 instead of 13, but I can't actually. Mm. Couldn't actually see it. So if you have left us a review, I hope it was positive. <laughs> and if not, I hope this went better. Also, please do let us know if this what you think of the sound. Um, we can still do some tweaking. I think based on the tests that we, I was doing with my husband, I think this should be a lot better. And I apologize if it's been really hard for anyone to hear. But um, hopefully, going forward, this will be this will work out. So goodbye and happy knitting. Bye.